Welcome to the Day Luna Human Design Podcast, where we discuss all things human design and how it can support you and your spiritual journey. This is not a one-size-fits-all podcast. We are here to inspire awareness about how we are all different and help you answer the questions of who am I? What am I here to do? How am I here to do it? You can thrive and live the life of your dreams just by having awareness of your true self. So dive deep with us, get inspired, and start living your life on purpose. Hello, and welcome back to the Day Luna Human Design Podcast with your hosts, Dana and Shayna. Today, we just wanted to hop on and have a conversation, a solo episode with just us. It's been a while since we've done that. And yeah, and catch up and talk about just some of the crazy shit we've seen in the human design world lately. (laughs) Things have been um, information overload, I almost want to say, but not in a bad way. As we're all, you know, sharing more and more and more in general in the world, I feel like we're just going to be taking in more and more information. And our capacity to hold that information is stretching every single day with social media, with email correspondence, like having technology, being able to share and learn from each other is amazing. Um, Yeah. So I think I'm just feeling really grateful for technology and for more and more people learning human design and also even more passionate about human design and about how we see human design and, and the purpose of human design and and its role in this new paradigm and, and kind of where we're headed. So it's been awesome because the last few months, we've had a lot of in-person events. Like we had Bali where we got to really connect and really ground this information down and see it really land face to face and and in that like body connection space and then you had Joshua Tree Music Festival which was amazing it seemed like mm-hmm. it was yeah literal dream life for you yeah definitely it's so cool for me to be anytime i'm at the Joshua Tree Music Festival it's just my entire community that i know so well and all my friends that know so well and i feel like every time we have it which is twice a year i'm on this podcast being like it's so amazing to see all my friends who know their design and know each other's design and to see us all camping together and basically living together for you know 4 days to see the harmony that takes place when everyone understands one another in that way to see that in person and also in like a bigger group just brings me so much joy. And at Lightning in a Bottle, we just did a human design workshop there. It was pretty crazy. We had like maybe over a hundred people. And we asked in the beginning, how many people here know about human design? And almost every single person raised their hand, which we were thinking that it was going to be maybe like a quarter of the people knew about human design and the rest of the people were coming to learn what it was. But the majority by far knew what human design was. It was kind of a moment for us. Like, wow, this has really expanded. In the four years that we've been doing this podcast and doing Day Luna, it's amazing and incredible to see how it's changed for us, you know, to walk into a room, how many people know human design, to see that ratio shifting. And also in general, when we would have to tell people what we do for our career life, 
a lot of times we wouldn't even mention human design because nobody knew what it was. So like, you know, back in the day, we'd be like, well, it's kind of like astrology. It's kind of like life coaching, like think in that realm. But now we tell people, oh, you know, my business is geared around human design and a lot more people know what it is. So it is amazing to see that we're having this shift and it's definitely a signpost of how powerful and helpful human design is and how much we are awakening and becoming ready for systems like this. But also, as you were saying, being in this Aquarian age, moving closer and closer towards a new paradigm, we are in the age of information just running free on the internet with literally no filters. So it's up to us to be the filter. It's up to us as individuals to be the discernment. And even like with just funny random memes on my Instagram, like half of them that are um, these amazing videos of like a octopus that's changing all these colors and then like glowing in the dark. (laughs) That is shit is fake. And my husband, Jared reminds me every time I'm like, wow, look at this glow in the dark, amazing rainbow octopus. And he's like, that's Photoshopped. I'm like, what? Oh shit. Like half of these (laughs) amazing like earth videos that I'm seeing online are Photoshopped. And so It's really up to us to know that we're in that age where anything can be shared and to see the blessing and the expansiveness and the freedom in that. And the other side of that has to be our discernment, becoming our own authority, really trusting ourselves as the guide of our lives to be able to judge what information we're wanting to take in what guides we're wanting to listen to, what teachers we're wanting to listen to, the old paradigm having an external authority to filter that thing, those things out for you is gone. And now you are the authority that has that discernment. So as human design is expanding, it's so important for us to talk about how do you become your own authority, discerning which human design content you want to consume, discerning which human design guides and information you want to experiment with and apply to your life, and remembering that this whole system is in its basis about you becoming your own authority and no other person outside of you dictating what is true or real or good or worthy of your time or energy or not. Yeah. And you know, even with that example, with the octopus um, being Photoshopped, right? It, um, It not being real in one hand, like, yes, okay. And then in the other hand, like, does it matter that it's real? Like it's art. And art, someone could argue that art isn't real, but it is sharing beauty and it is opening, like walking that line between, oh, tricked you. And also this is art and this is fun and this is playful. And so right then and there, being able to discern for yourself in this example, if this is something that is fun for me to take in and appreciate, or if this is something that's like, oh, it's causing me fear or it's causing me feeling like I'm being tricked or it's actually like, no, I'm only into, you know, real shit. I don't know. But like, I love that example because it's not saying that something is right or wrong. It's saying, use your discernment and um, kind of sharpen your vessel to really understand and like what you're taking in and what feels good in your body, what is your authority or your mind or your health of your body 
wanting to connect with. So when we, you know, shift that analogy to human design, I think it's so important to be checking in with the frequency of what you're taking in. Does it feel healthy? Does it feel empowering? Or does it feel limiting? Does it feel stuck? Does it feel unhelpful? In At Lightning in a Bottle is really interesting because doing that workshop for a hundred people that we've never met before was new for us because a lot of times when we've done events, we've been in front of audiences that know us or that are familiar with human design. So we can go a lot deeper or we're on someone's podcast. And of course, we're in front of their audience of strangers, but we have this level of recognition with the host that they see us and recognize us and also know a bit about human design and are asking questions about human design, right? So this was really the first time that we've done an event like this where there were so many people that we just weren't sure. Are they going to know about human design? What's their basis going to be? And are they going to be open to learning from two projectors? And it was awesome to see that almost every single person knew about human design. But then afterwards... Well, and during, during there were so many questions and people looking like, oh, I didn't, I don't know what my authority is. And asking the audience, like, do you know what your authority is? And maybe only half did, right? And then afterwards, so many people coming up to us and and asking us questions like, I had a human design reading a year ago and they told me that I'm a five one, so I can only date a, a two four. Or I had a human design reading a while back and they told me that since I have an undefined mind, I can only ever be with a partner that has a defined mind and they have to make all my decisions for me. Otherwise, I'm never going to be able to make a decision myself. And we were just shocked by this happening. Like It probably happened with 15 people that came up and talked to us with just something that they would tell us that we just... My heart broke because I felt like this system was disempowering them. It was limiting them and it wasn't being shared in a way that had their best empowerment interests in mind in a way that really uplifts them. And I'm definitely not like hating on whoever those readers were, but it just opened my eyes to really see how something so beautiful and amazing can be shared through one lens or another, and how that can drastically affect your life. I mean, human design is so... It's like a, a tool that is can be so sharp and precise and amazing, or it can be like a knife where it really can cut you down. And that's because of its powerful languaging. That's because it's a modality that is really giving you language to things that you have felt and just didn't know how to lean on them or were consistent for you. So when you hear about human design, I think no matter who you are, it is like a full stop moment where you're looking in the mirror for the first time. And now you can't move forward without not knowing this information. So if it's shared in a way that is disempowering, it is going to be really, really harmful Versus if it's shared in a way that's empowering, it's like you can soar with this information. And I just really want to share that human design, every single aspect of it, 
as fine detailed as you want to get or as broad as you want to get with just starting with the types is here to empower you to be your own authority. That's it. To know how to listen to yourself, even over human design. Once you start practicing with your design and really feeling what does my authority say in my body? What does it mean to be my own authority? How am I taking my power back and really feeling my truth and then acting on my truth? Your body might say, nope, I don't, I don't subscribe to that thing in human design. Like, nope, that diet doesn't sound good to me. Amazing. Listen to your authority because the more that you do that, the more you're going to be filtering and deconditioning and fine-tuning and aligning to your path and and alignment and purpose. And you'll be coming more into yourself naturally without whatever languaging or something someone told you that was disempowering you in some way. Yeah. I love the analogy of the, the knife or the sharp tool, any sharp tool. It's all about knowing how to use it. It's all about your intention as you're using it. You know, using a sharp knife, you need to have the intention to slow down, to be mindful, to be careful, to be really aware when you're using such a sharp tool. And I think that there's a lot of modalities that are like that, that are really sharp tools. We as an instrument, like as an individual body, your body and your mind are sharp tools and you need to make sure that you're using them with awareness right? So for everything in life, it's always about you becoming the authority about the intention that you're using it with and really educating yourself so that you're using the sharp tool correctly. And you know, the same thing with technology. Technology is one of the sharpest tools we have right now. Podcasts and Instagram and all of these modality or uh, tools with our technology are so powerful. They can change our lives. Someone can start a business in the middle of the woods in Canada and they can use their computer and their iPhone and that's it. And they can build an empire with those two things. That is insane. But someone else could be having their iPhone and their laptop and it could totally ruin their life. They could completely disassociate from the things that bring them joy. They could completely abandon their purpose and actually living this experience with just those two items. So to think about anything in that way, it's always our choice. It's always us that is the conscious co-creator that is shaping our experience and You know, I really, since I began my spiritual journey, I want to say around age 18, something that was always echoed back to me from so many people is like, take what resonates with you and leave what doesn't from everything, from every religion that I've read about. It's like, oh, I can see that this part has a lot of truth for me. It brings meaning for me. I'm going to take that with me. And these parts, they don't resonate with me. And that's okay. I'm going to leave them behind in my journey with this modality, with this book, with this lesson that I learned in this space. We collect the things in life that support us and we build our life perspective based on those things. And that's part of the joy of life. I love meeting a new person and hearing all of the little nuggets of like the one thing they took from this book or the one thing they took from this course or this modality or this religion that they studied along the way. And it's beautiful to be able to have that discernment. So 
we come back to that word discernment over and over again. You know, of course, in your human design chart, the the centers that you have undefined or white in your chart, these are your big places of discernment where you are able to take in the health and authenticity of the people around you and that energy. And you're able to discern, is that healthy or not? So someone with an undefined mind, like Shana has an undefined Ajna, undefined uh, head center, she's able to take in other people's ideas and say, in this moment, for this situation, for this person, that idea is helpful or that idea is inspiring. That idea helps and works and makes sense. But for this circumstance, that thing no longer applies. So exercising your discernment is how you cultivate your unique wisdom that you are then here to emanate and embody and share in everything that you do and create. And if you have a defined center, like for me, for example, I have a defined mind, a defined ajna, defined head center. And for me, it's about being a way shower of the ideas and perspectives that I really believe in. And so even in that journey, I'm here to hone my perspective and then be a beacon of my perspective. And that requires discernment. That requires me always fine-tuning my perspective, always checking in with it and saying, is anything here not true anymore or not helpful anymore that I want to let go of? It's up to me with a defined mind to always be honing and adding to and researching so that I can cultivate deeper and deeper depths in my perspective and then being able to share that. So whether you have a defined center, undefined center, I wanted to say that it's still always about fine tuning and discerning your own perspective or your own way, or having discernment of the people around you and the world around you and collecting wisdom in that way. But either way, our journey is always the path of refinement, of continued discernment, of continuing and developing down our journey as our authority. It's not some complacent thing like, okay, this is the truth. Now I'm going to stop with that. So with human design and it being an experiment, I wanted to say that Shana and I are still in our experiment always. Every single moment, every single day for our entire lives, we are experimenting with our own design. And as much as we know and love the things that we practice, really deeply knowing these things, we are also always learning, always trying new things out because I think it can be really dangerous if you get stuck or complacent. Like, okay, I know exactly what waiting for the invitation is. Now I'm just chilling here and I'm no longer using my discernment or cultivation to deepen or to grow or to expand. That's a really dangerous place to be in because it's limiting. And instead, when you are excited to continue exploring, to go even deeper and to stretch even higher and to see what is there on a deeper cellular level, that's actually the journey that we want to promote for others. So like with waiting for the invitation, for example, and using our energy in places where we're recognized, we are very aware of doing that. And everything that we do in Day Luna, we really have that recognition piece as like our 
you know, compass that really guides us of where we're wanting to spend our energy. But we also don't want to get stuck in only ever doing things that are comfortable where we feel 100% recognized. We're always wanting to see, okay, what happens if I do this? If I open this new door where I haven't opened this door before, but I'm experimenting, like how does recognition feel in this new realm that I haven't experimented with before? Like us talking about um, doing a lecture for a hundred strangers that haven't already recognized us, right? And we're always wanting to use our discernment in that new experimentation. And I think that that's the coolest thing about human design is that yes, it's a modality. Yes, it's a science. Yes, it's a system that you can read. But more than that, it is a lifelong experiment and studying and exploring your own energetics, going on a deeper and deeper cellular level in that exploration. Yeah. And I think that that can be one of the most limiting places that people meet in human design is keeping it only in their mind, reading about it, talking about it, listening about it, but not actually embodying it and experimenting with it on that cellular level because yeah, it is scary and it is unknown and it is kind of a leap of faith to open a new door and see how it feels and see how it's resonating in your body and your cells. And when we talk about, you know, is human design limiting you or empowering you? I think one of the first things you can look at is A, like, who am I learning this information from? Does their frequency feel empowering and healing to me or does it feel limiting and boxing me in in some way? And of course, you know, we're not saying that it has to be us. There's so many different teachers out there that are amazing and have amazing frequencies. But also, I think it's so important to have discernment. Is there integrity here? Does this person have my highest potential and... um empowerment in mind? Or is this coming from a place of ego or lack or limitation or fear? Um, So finding that right person or uh, offering that is teaching you this system is first and foremost important to make sure human design isn't limiting you. And I also wanted to say that um, selecting a guide or a teacher to learn from, an amazing thing to do is to really sense, is this person in alignment? Like, is this teacher using their strategy and authority? And you can feel it. If that person is a projector and they their energy feels pushy and like they're inserting themselves and it just feels a bit too much or repelling, or if this person is like clearly out of alignment, like they're just bitter AF all the time. And that's the main <laughs> frequency that you hear in their voice. Um, it's not that we need to judge that person and say like, oh, that person is bad. With this languaging of like, oh, I think that that's misalignment. It neutralizes that where we're not judging them, but we are being aware that this person, you know, the frequency of them being out of alignment makes me feel like it's not someone that I want to learn alignment from. And that discernment is powerful and it doesn't need to be a a positive or negative thing or a judgmental thing. It can simply just live in the neutrality of discernment Yeah, and selecting a guide that you feel like that person is aligned. When someone is aligned and authentic, it is the most delicious, juicy, expansive, beautiful feeling to be around. So trust yourself, allow yourself to learn from guides that feel like that to you. 
Yeah, exactly. And I think that that is what we were so passionate about with our training was teaching people not only like every single ounce and really deep dive of all of the information more so than any training I've come across out there, but also the embodiment part and the deconditioning part and really learning how to share this information according to your design and honoring your unique gifts, not just here's the information, now go go figure it out on your own. It's here's the information, here's who you are, here's how you operate, here's how this can channel through you by you leaning into your unique gifts. And I'm just so passionate about that because I think that if we're teaching something but not using it, like what are we doing? Like what's the point? Like that it's just another thing. It's just more information. It's not actually changing your life. And that is what I'm fucking here for. I'm here to change my life. I'm here to help others change theirs. And I'm here to be radically fucking vulnerable and authentic and not be afraid to like not know the answers and not know what I'm doing and to take other people inside that journey in my body with me to say like, what's down here? Like, I'm not sure. This feels a little scary. I'm here to be that open book. And I just, I love other people that are doing that too. Like in my own discernment, I love what you said about our path is the one of refinement. I think that that alone, that sentence alone is just so, that's what it is. And it's Mm -hmm. scary when you're refining internally and Mm -hmm. experimenting in an outward way where other people can see you making shifts and changes and talking about it along the way. So anyways, back to the list of things. The first one is finding just offerings or teachings or a teacher or guide or whoever that really has that integrity to empower you. Mm-hmm. And then I would say the second is, you know, is human design limiting or empowering me looking at have I just been getting stuck in my mind and just processing all of this mentally, but not actually embodying it, then you are limiting yourself. And that's where it takes a lot of courage versus discernment because discernment is who am I learning this from? What is the frequency? Is this empowering? And then the courage is, okay, now I'm taking the steps and the action to really experiment here and feel it in my cells and make a mistake. Open a door and feel like, oh, that was bitterness or that was anger or that was disappointment. And then not beating yourself up about it, but having that observer on to say, okay, I was frustrated. I was out of alignment. Amazing more information for me to now know, let me, what is alignment for me? Let me come back to feeling that in my body and let that guide my next step. Yeah. And the thing about courage is you can't buy it. No one can give it to you. It is something that only you can choose. And I think a huge part of having courage is surrender, is non-attachment, you know, jumping off the cliff when you know your authority is guiding you there and just being okay with whatever you fall on and knowing that whatever you fall on is meant for you. So courage is actually a huge 
crucial key to actually living your human design experiment and to being authentic and to being aligned. And I think that it's easy to see people who have already reached some level of success in their career, in their dharmic path and being like, wow, how did they get there? It must've just been easy and rainbows and butterflies the entire time. But what you didn't see is that first time that they hit publish on a super vulnerable thing. What you didn't see is the night where they couldn't fall asleep because they were so nervous about speaking that next day. Like we don't see those little moments in other people where they're at home, like twiddling their thumbs and like can't eat breakfast because they're kind of scared or kind of anxious or kind of nervous because they are being courageous and saying yes to something that's uncomfortable, that's scary, that's unknown, that's moving into the realm of uncertainty. But that courage is something that is so crucial to embrace. And it's key. It's a key part of not being limited in your life. To expand, you must really embrace courage and surrender and trust in your inner authority. Yeah. And when we talk about being a business owner or having a business, right? I think that that can feel limiting uh, to people because if you don't have a business or if you're not a business owner, you're not trying to reach success in like a business whatever way. But honestly, we're all business owners. We are all the business owner of our life. We literally, every choice we make, every dollar we spend is a reflection of our own family business, family unit, our own internal business. Is this healthy for me? Is this supporting my success in my body and in my alignment and in my spiritual, mental, emotional journey? Is this a good investment into that or not? And so that's probably the, one of the biggest things that we navigate still is that courage. That courage to say like, oh, I don't know what's going to happen. And this is another leap of faith. And that didn't work out. And this did. And being able to say, well, if that didn't work out, should I just stop? Versus if that didn't work out, okay, let's really look at that and feel that and pivot back to what feels good in our body. What is the next right step? And I think that that is the experiment. It's like literally, we tell say this all the time for generators and manifesting generators like, what's actually in front of me right now? How does my body feel? Can I listen? In a sense, we're all doing that as we navigate our human design journey of like, what's actually in my experiment right now? Where am I actually at right now in my life? What is this roadblock or this decision or this meal or this conversation? And what is healthy, energetically healthy in my body to move that next step? So a few other things that we wanted to talk about are the common, some, some, things that we say in human design that can be limiting, I put in quotes, um, if you don't really understand what human design is. And I think one of them for, you know, just with the types alone, for manifestors and manifesting generators, I think that sometimes hearing that you're here to be a trailblazer can feel limiting at first if you don't feel like you are someone who is blazing a trail or if you don't feel like you have something to be excited about right now or if you don't feel connected to leading or creating. 
And it's so interesting. I saw something on Instagram. It was like an Instagram ad that came up, but it was for human design. And it was somebody sharing how, you know, common misconceptions in human design and not everyone is here to be a leader and manifestors and projectors are not all here to be leaders. You have to look at your circuitry and no, not everyone's here to be a leader. And I really want to say that we can get caught up on these words, trailblazer, leader, um, teacher, creative. And these words are capturing a frequency. Whether you are a literal leader in your company that has like the leader, I don't even know, like leading your group, right? Or not, you are leading. Whether you are a projector, a reflector, a generator, a man-gen, a manifester, it doesn't matter. You are leading. You are a leader. The frequency of being a leader, no matter what, if you're choosing to lead or not, you are leading because other people around you are seeing how you eat, what you consume, how you talk, how you move your body, how you hold yourself, uh, your heart, your kindness, your love, your meanness, your judgment. They are seeing it all the time and you are leading and making an impact and affecting other people, whether you mean to lead or not. So I want to say that if you've heard the word manifestors or manifesting generators are here to be a trailblazer, I invite you to think about the frequency of trailblazing. Not necessarily you have to go build an empire and start a whole thing that's never existed before and create a whole new industry in whatever market, but instead the the energy of I'm doing this because I want to. That is trailblazing. I'm doing this because I don't care what other people want from me or need from me. I just want to. That energy alone, even if that's with a coffee, even if that's with a phone call, even if that's with going for a walk and everybody else staying in, that is trailblazing energy to the the energetic field that is all things all around you all the time. And if you if you think of the word trailblazing, it's actually a metaphor, right? If you were looking out at a field that had all plants and bushes, and there's literally no clear cut path in front of you because you are here to create it step by step, bushwhacking your way into not following someone else's defined trail, but literally living your own uniqueness. And that energy of like, okay, I haven't seen anyone else in my life who is, for example, um, let's say if you are a manifesting generator and you're a mom and you're like, okay, I'm a mom and I'm wanting to create this like after school program, but I'm really want to, wanting to infuse into it tie-dye because that's been one of the most passionate uh, hobbies I've had. And I'm wanting to do this other thing. And you have this really unique sphere of passions and ways that you use your energy that maybe nobody else in your life has done before you. So it doesn't have to be this big empire. It's you living your uniqueness is this culmination of passions and interests and you-ness that you haven't seen anyone else doing. You haven't seen anyone else pave the way for you. And I think that that's such an important thing to think about that energy of our conditioning teaches us you can only walk a trail that's already been blazed. 
You can only walk a trail that's already been cut. You can only walk a trail that's already been opened up for you and and lived before. But the truth is you're here to forge your own unique path. You're here to blaze your own unique path. And that happens step by step, moment by moment, when you are living your alignment and trusting your sacral responses and your authority. Exactly. It's so important to say that it's the small moments that create the new trail that you're on. Like everybody's sitting inside and you feeling like, I want to go for a walk. So just going for a walk versus saying, well, they might need me and like, I should be social and whatever. And so staying inside and and sitting down with everyone, right? That small choice of, I'm just going to go for a walk really fast, informing and then going. That is the thing that, that makes those shifts, those small shifts versus getting in your mind and saying, what's something that nobody's done before? What are the things in my mind that I love doing and I haven't seen anyone else doing them? That's going to feel limiting. It's going to trap you into your mind versus getting into your body of like, okay, what does my body want right now? And I don't give a fuck what other people are saying or thinking or telling me I should do. Honestly, I don't care if anyone's telling me that this has been done before or not. I'm just doing it because I want to. And that energy alone, that is trailblazing. So if that word feels limiting to you, I encourage you to take connect with the frequency and get really into the small moments, listening to your body of responding or as a man, manifester, informing and doing what feels good to you, what your urges are telling you in the small, small moments. Yeah. And the next kind of limiting phrase, if if it's communicated kind of incorrectly or in a disempowering way, I wanted to mention was if you're a mental projector or a reflector and your chart says no inner authority. This is a big one that we feel so passionate about. We will go <laughs> down with the ship for this because every individual is their own authority, period. So if you are a mental projector and your chart says no inner authority, the reason your chart says that is because you do not have a defined center in your body that can be an authority center. You don't have that consistent defined center where your inner authority is deriving from. Instead, what you have is a body full of undefined centers that's constantly taking in the world around you. And your discernment of all of that energy then illuminates an inner truth, right? You still have your own internal compass, your own internal truth. Just the way that you access it is going to be very different from an individual who has a defined center that that one defined center is giving them their truth. So you are still your own inner authority. You still have an authority process of mental slash environmental authority, or if you're a reflector of lunar authority. And we're really passionate about really breaking down what is your actual process to discover your own truth on your own, because you're here to do that, right? There is no outer authority that's supposed to tell all mental projectors or all reflectors what they should do with their life. That's not how it works. You are still your own inner authority. It's just that wording is because you don't have a defined center in your body. So that's something that we really like to talk about because we met so many men, uh, mental projectors that are like, I have no inner authority and everyone else does. Like, how am I supposed yeah. to navigate my life? 
How am I supposed to be my own authority? So that's something that we really like to highlight. And in our book, we go into depth about the step-by-step process that we think can be the most supportive for both mental projectors and reflectors. Yeah. And all of the different authorities. So if you haven't gotten our book yet, you can find it on Amazon. It's your human design. And it's also on our website. It's literally anywhere books are sold. So if you're listening and you're you're really wanting to dive into using your authority, that honestly is the best resource. It's super detailed. And then it's about actually experimenting with it on your next decision that you have to make. And another thing that I notice can be limiting for the types, obviously for generators around work, a lot of times people share for generators that you're here to just be the worker bee and you're here to work for others and wait for others to ask you things and then respond to it and then just put your head down and work. We have a whole podcast on why we do not subscribe to that and how that is actually the opposite. Generators are here to listen to their bodies and dedicate their energy to the things that they love. And yes, while they can have more of a singular focus of really wanting to be committed to something and build it out and see it to completion, that's not always the case. It's more so about listening to your body. And if your body has energy towards this thing and you are like a green engine light on for it, that is alignment for you. But generators can absolutely have their own businesses, be leaders, be teachers, be creatives. A hundred percent, all of the types can be those things. And those words are hiccups in general. I think that if you hear the word, you know, are you creative? We think art and dancing and singing and performing. And creative is creation, creation of anything, an idea, a conversation, a meal. That is creative energy. And we are all creative. That's why we're here is to create an impact and growth and create refinement, which I love. And then for projectors, I think sometimes if you hear the word that you're here to guide, at first it can feel really limiting because if you are not in a space where you are recognized at all and you haven't had an experience of guiding and having your insight really land really if that's if you're feeling disempowered or overwhelmed or pressured by the word guide sometimes it can be because you're thinking of it in such a huge way like oh a guide if i'm thinking of a guide like i'm i'm picturing i don't know oprah or somebody huge that's guiding in this space who is a generator by the way yes and that's kind of for, further proves your last point yes exactly and all of the types can guide and when we think of the word guide we are all guiding no matter what, just like we're all leading no matter what, just like we're all creating no matter what. So getting hung up on these words, which I think I've seen a lot of teachers in this human design space getting hung up on words in general, even in the older like OG human design spaces, there can be this hiccup on certain words being used. And that is just another mind coming in. What's the word? Like concept of the mind or like a contraption? Construct. Construct. There we go. Contraption. I was was getting Mind contraption, which is kind of... It's not not that. Not not true. (laughs) 
I already forgot the word construct. Um, <laughs> that's another construct of the mind is try, is getting hung up on words and trying to find the perfect word mentally or mentally saying we can only use these words and not those or these mean that and not that. So connecting more with the energy of, okay, what fascinates me and what am I already guiding in? Whether that is a conversation, whether that is a meal, whether that is putting on music, like creating a playlist and other people are now listening to this music in my house or in the car. Noticing where you are already just naturally guiding can just be the little uh, crack in the door that you need to really see that whether you choose to or not, you are a guide. And so why don't you choose what you want to be guiding versus just guiding in in absolute unrecognition or in the dark? I just wanted to say that I've noticed that humanity in general really likes super simplified boxes to put everything in. We only use this word for that. We only use this word for that. We love these generalizations. And being content creators, I notice that a lot. Like the more you generalize something, the more people vibe with it because things that are expansive out of the box, more uh, full in their descriptions are more confusing. So I just wanted to say that these words, these boxes, they're often there because they're easier to digest or easier to embrace or easier to understand, but they're also limiting. So just keeping that in mind, when we talk about every type can do anything, every person has every quality because everything is everything. Most people are like, (laughs) okay, bitches, I don't know anything you just said. So it's important to just keep that in mind. It's like, okay, where am I letting these words or boxes feel comfortable? Because limiting myself in that way is comfortable. Yeah. And where am I okay with opening up that box, expanding out of that word, seeing a broader perspective of this energy or of my energy or that word, because that's going to be a more accurate interpretation of what life is and how your energy is. Because we are all so much more expansive than those one limiting words or boxes, but those words and boxes help us understand the whole. So exactly. it's really it's seeing both sides line. of it. It's yeah. a fine line. And those boxes are crumbling as we move into the new paradigm. So literally what we're doing moving into 2027 and this new paradigm shift is redefining, like we don't need a box and everything is everything. And also we're all complete individuals and that's okay. So it, we could have a whole like two-year conversation on that. We probably <laughs> will, to be honest. Um, and then for reflectors, I think sometimes when you hear that you're meant to go with the flow and be everything and nothing, that can feel limiting because you can feel like, well, I love my job or I love being you know, this person for my friends and family. I love showing up in this way. I have these consistent passions or ideas. And it can feel limiting for someone to say like, you're meant to go with the flow and change and shift every single day. And that can feel overwhelming at first. So really knowing that your flexibility and shifting is your empowerment with this. And that doesn't mean that you can't work on the same thing every single day, but maybe the way in which you're working on that changes every single day. 
or the way that you feel about that thing changes every single day. doesn't mean that you can't have passions or uh, creative, consistent creative outlets. doesn't mean that there's nothing in your life that you can cling on to in any way. It just means that, okay, you have these passions, you have this partner, you have this creative idea and using your energy in a way that empowers you versus in a way that is like working against the grain. That's really what we're talking about here with all the types, honestly. But as a reflector, when you're talking about going with the flow, really looking at, okay, can I experiment with emptying out and seeing, letting myself say, okay, today I I do have energy to work on this thing and I'm wanting to. Is that different than how I worked on it yesterday? Or am I saying I have to work on this today because yesterday I felt this and so now I have to show up in that same way today? So letting yourself see how you naturally want to shift and change versus what your mind is telling you you should shift and change. Um, that's the switch. And it's it's hard to do. It's hard to understand on a mental place as a reflector and even t- people teaching about reflectors because it is such a embodied and not boxable explanation. And so that's for you to show and feel. And nobody else is going to feel it or know it other than you. And that can feel lonely, but it's not. It's honestly, the more that you share yourself, the more that you're seen, the more that you are felt, the like feeling, the more that you create a life that is so inclusive and so juicy and full and not just one note because one note is lonely. One note is boring and stuck and limiting. And then the last thing I just want to say is that if you're listening to this and you're like, okay, I'm ready to not be limited (laughs) by human design, or I have a friend or family member who is feeling like they heard human design and they didn't like this about it, or they didn't like that about it, or this rubbed them the wrong way, just really encouraging you to picture a white light in your mind and dropping it down into your body and feeling the essence, your essence of your body. And then taking one aspect of human design, which I would say would be your authority and really feeling what that authority feels like in your body without the words, without the descriptions, without somebody else telling you what it should feel like, really tapping into, okay, I have this medium decision, let's say, what does that feel like in my body with my spleen or with my sacral or with my emotional center, with my G-center? or with my environmental or mental authority or lunar authority, right? Really tapping into your body and feeling what that feels like in your body. That can be the first and almost, I want to say, easiest place to start to take your power back. And then those steps of like, okay, who am I learning this from? What's the frequency, the integrity, the empowerment here? Having that discernment and then that courage to really experiment in that place. So we've created so many offerings to help you in this journey because this is what we're the most passionate about in our lives. It's a part of our journey as well. So if you're just wanting to learn at your own pace, the book is a great place for you. And it's 
really inexpensive and it's an amazing resource. Um, also, obviously, we have a million podcasts on this <laughs> podcast that are super helpful. So if you haven't listened through them, we encourage you to go play if that feels supportive for you. We also have channel videos and type videos to help you really understand your energy on a deeper level and understand how to experiment with it and lean into the highest and lowest expressions. We also have Your Human Design Besties, which is a monthly membership where we gather with this community every single month to share in ceremony, but also we're teaching mini courses every month. We have a a human design transit calendar. We have tappings and practices and meditations that can really help you to lean into deconditioning, but not doing it alone, doing it with a community of fellow HD bitches, (laughs) goddesses, I should say, gods and goddesses. And then we have our training. If you're wanting to dive into learning every single thing in human design in a way that is you and is empowering you, we have our training, which is the most in-depth training that we've come across. And we are so passionate about creating it in that way. So you can find all of this on our website, which is daylunalife.com. Also our Instagram at dayluna. And we have so many exciting things in the works for you. Um, So I'm just really excited. If you're not subscribed to our newsletter, by the way, we just sent out a survey um, asking you what you want more of more podcasts, more workshops, more retreats, more uh, courses or more books, things like that. We have a lot in the works already, but we want to hear from you. So if you haven't opened that newsletter, if you're not subscribed, you can do that on daylunalife.com as well. Oh, and lastly, we haven't talked about this much, but we have a free chart generator on our website, which once again is the most in-depth chart that we have seen out there because not only does it have everything else in your human design chart that most charts have, it also has all of your PHS information. So not just your diet and your cognition or your greatest sense, but also your perspective and your motivation. And then we have a bunch of resources to help you understand fully what those mean. But if you're if you've been looking for that information, our chart generator is free. It's on our website, daylunalife.com, and you can bring that up um, and dive in even deeper. So we really don't talk about that that much, but it's been up there for a while. And um, yeah, it's awesome. And I love it because in the beginning, we were talking about how we've seen human design expand in the last four years that we've been doing Day Luna, the things that we've seen change and grow. And so much has changed since then. Like to get your PHS information back then was like buying special software, like directly from Jovian. And like we had to like send it out. And so the fact that we can share this information for free and empower people for free that you can look up your chart and see all of that information that you used to have to pay for and have memberships and subscriptions for. The fact that we get to share that expansive gift is such a blessing. And it's yes. such a sign of the the limits and the boxes just crumbling and more expansiveness, more freedom, more free-flowing support, just being out there in the world for one another. So that's such an amazing free gift that we've created. And we're so grateful to get to share with you. Yes. So enjoy 
a beautiful rest of your week. It is a new chapter. It is a new month. It is less limiting and more empowering. And we are claiming that shit. We're claiming it for ourselves. We're claiming it for you. And here's to all of our rising. Let us know on Instagram or in besties or wherever we're connected, how you're feeling and how your journey is going. We love you. And we hope that you have a beautiful, amazing, empowered and free and juicy and fun, glittery, magical rest of your week.